<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. I'm in here with my co-host, my co-host. Shout out to Cat James for this co-host, man. Water, man. I put a little lemon juice in here, not from concentrate. I get the little lemon, not from concentrate. It's a little cleanser. You know what I'm saying? A little filtration system for your body. Gallon a day. You know what I'm saying? I try to drink more than a gallon a day, actually, if I can. Uh, make sure y'all drinking water, man. Make sure y'all getting it in. You're taking in enough water on a daily basis, man. I know a lot of y'all out here barely. You're winging it on the water. You're getting 16 ounces, maybe 32. And then you're calling it a day, man. You need more water than that. Make water a priority in your life. Your everyday life, all that, man. You pri you prioritizing everything else, but water, man. Get in on the water. When you see me, I want you to think water. That's what I want. I, I don't want you thinking animal voiceovers. He's funny, man. Stand up comedy, man. Movies, man. I don't want you thinking water when you see my face. When you see my face, when you hear my voice, I want you thinking water. I want you out here. Man, man, every time I think of Tony, man, I'll be thinking, every time I think of Tony, I take a swig. That's what I want happening, man. Every time you think of me or see me, I want you to take a swig of some good-ass, fresh agua, man. That's what, I, that's what I want my legacy to be, man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody talked about water like Tony did, you know what I'm saying? At my funeral, when you talking over my ashes at the cremation oven, I want you to be like, man, let me tell you something about Tony. My organs was trash. You hear me? My organs was absolute garbage. But man, once I, once I got hip to Tony Baker, now the voiceovers let me in, but once I, he was talking about that water, man, let me tell you something. I started drinking water after that. You know what I'm saying? I was drinking ounces. I was taking gallons in, man. I was doing my thing. I was drinking the water. That's what I want my legacy to be when I leave this planet, man. You know what I'm saying? I was dehydrated until I came across Tony Baker. Tony Baker, man, he had me drinking all the water. I couldn't stop. I couldn't get enough. That's what I want my legacy to be, man. Forget all that. Forget, forget all the voiceovers, all the comedy, man. Forget all, all, all the dad jokes, whatever. And when you see me on the street, I'll be like, yo, Tony, water. And then I want you grabbing your water bottle. Man, Tony, man, we... I can't believe you really out here, man. We drinking water as a family. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want the legacy to be. So get your waters, man. If you're watching this live right now, if you're watching it on YouTube, wherever you're watching, you listening in, I want you drinking water. You know what I'm saying? That, that's the companion piece to verbal cardio. Whenever you sit down and listen to this show or watch it, however you take it in, I want you sipping water. No popcorn, no chips. Water, man. When you go see my movies at the in the movie theater, I want you getting water. God damn it, man. We up in here. My producer extraordinaire, Sabrina, is out of town. She's in the Bay Area. We got Amir on the ones and twos. He's in the studio holding the porch down, keeping the porch light on, screwing in the light bulbs, plugging stuff in, setting cameras up. You know, it's a team effort out here. Big team. Big team, man. It's good to be alive, man. We in a heat wave right now in California, man. Massively hot, big hot. I'm turning the IG live off. If y'all want to get in on this, join my Patreon. Click the link in my bio. Join my Patreon today. You can feel the flow of this verbal cardio. But right now, I got to turn y'all off, man. Turn y'all off. Bow. Um, 
Let me look at the temperature right now. It's 100 degrees in Los Angeles right now. Right at this very moment, it's going to be a high of 103. I live in Santa Clarita, which is up to five. You know what I'm saying? If you're not familiar with the area, it's north of uh, Los Angeles. It's 107 where I live. 107 degrees right now, high of 108. The rest of the week is going to be 108, 109, 103, 103. And then Saturday, it's going to cool off just a little to 88. And it's going to be 91, 92, 89. So let me tell you something. It is now September. The summertime out here was like, you think it's over, but it's not. You want it to be one way, but it's not. I'm about to hit y'all with the heat in the fourth quarter. And we got to take it. We got to take it. Last week alone, it was a fire close to the crib. I could see the smoke growing. And I'm getting alerts, and they closing roads. They they evacuated certain areas. They evacuated like a mobile home park or whatever. All close to the crib, the day I had to leave. So I'm like, yo, I don't want to leave the crib knowing that that fire is getting close. And this is it's dry out here. It rained a little bit yesterday for the first time, and I don't know how long. And we we in September, man. Enough. Son, we get it, man. We get it. You out here, man. We know what you're capable of. Just stall us out, man. You don't have to do this this late in the game. Son, just just please give us let let us get our feet together. Let us get a cool spot. Enough, man. It's September. You know, we about to we about to slide in the fall. Let us slide in the fall with grace. Please, son, if you're listening, if, son, if you're watching my podcast, if you're tuning in, I know you're a star and there's billions of other stars in the universe and trillions, quadrillions, whatever. They can't even count how many stars are in the universe. And our son is just one little minuscule grain of sand on the beaches of, of existence. But son, let me tell you something. We know you brolic. We know you swole. But please... Stall us out, man. Shit is hot, man. And the ACs don't be working. It be power outages. It was a power outage in my neighborhood. Across the street was pitch black. And on my side, I had, I had, uh, I still had my lights on. I wonder, if, I wonder if the neighbors was hating on me. I don't think they was like, look at this guy with his little porch light on and his, his light on in his living room and in the staircase. And my AC was pumping him here. I would be hating on you. My AC was pumped. Even though it ain't your fault. I walked outside. I didn't even realize. I got a text message saying Santa Clarita Valley has power outages. I was like, oh, shit. But my, I never lost power. So I step outside. Dark. Right across the street. I look to the left. Dark. Right over there. And it was people outside. And I was just like, uh. So I went back, I went back inside in my illuminated AC house. The AC was pumping. My AC be struggling though. My AC be conking out. But th- this is this is what we doing, man. Cats is hot. Pets is out here breathing. Tongues wagging. Enough with the heat wave. And this global warming is real, man. The global warming, climate change, this shit is real and it's scary. And I know we get heat waves all the time, but still, man, it's still bad. This one been. It's almost been a week straight. This is ridiculous. Hundred plus. Like everywhere. Big hundreds. Cars be cooking. When you get inside, you can put a plate of food in the car. Heat that bitch up right. I feel bad for anybody with leather seats. Oh, oh it's me. 
You got leather seats? Yes. And you got on shorts. You got to watch your oh, legs. Oh, man, you I'm about to get there. cooked. <laughs> My leg's going to be rotisserie when I get in the car. My car out there just taking the heat to the face right now. It's hot, man. And then I don't want to do nothing. I can't walk in the community. I don't do heat. And your shoes going to melt. Man, it's ridiculous. I don't do heat, man. I'm not about that life. The heat life? Hell no. I don't like summertime. Summertime is my least favorite season of all seasons. My least favorite. It's at the bottom. If I had to rank, if I had to rank all the seasons, all right, let, let me put it in the context. Let's say we rank the seasons. We got fall, spring, summer, and winter. For me personally, you gotta you gotta rate them depending on where you live. So I get that. So in California. Summer's dead last easily because California is pretty much, well, Southern California is pretty much warm all the time. It gets a little chilly for a little bit, but it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing too crucial. So out here in Cali, I would rank it fall, spring, winter, summer. Summer's dead last. Because the winter here is bearable. It's super bearable. It's if you can't handle a Cali winter, you just soft as shit. Now, I'm coming from the Midwest, where it's extremely, ridiculously, disrespectfully, nosebleed, died the bus stop cold. So I'm coming from that environment. So when I'm coming, I'm, and I, I always say this, cold is cold. You know, I don't like it when people be like, man, but you from, no, cold is cold. But what I'm saying is, the winters here are not anywhere near a Midwest winter. So, with that being said, even though I love wintertime, the wintertime in Chicago is a bit too extreme. So, here's my Chicago ranking of the seasons. Fall again. Fall is going to be number one wherever you put me. Spring, I might have to put winter last in Chicago for the simple fact that those winners just be, God damn, man, give us a chance. Winners in Chicago be like, give us a chance. And not only are you cold, you got to do the work. You got to shovel the driveway. You got to shovel the street. You got to put some salt out there. You got you to scrape your windows. You got to let your car heat up. You got to turn the car on, go back in the house. You got to defrost all that. You got to get the ice off your windshield. You got to worry about slipping and sliding. It's a lot of... you. I know, I know hot is hot, but that cold, your life is at risk all the time. Even though it's 107 degrees, I feel safe driving my car. When you put icy streets into the mix, now I can slide off the road and fall off the cliff and then the car blows up on the way down. You got that whole thing to worry about. So, you know, that's how I would rank it, given it a Midwest ranking. But fall is by far the best season of all time. Fall is undefeated. You can wear what you want. You can look fresh. You know, you can put your little ensembles together. You can be layered if you want and not be like layered to stay alive. You can just be layered just to be fresh. The vibes, the energy, it's crispy, man. The stuff looks right. The colors of fall are amazing. The way the leaves look on the trees, Halloween, the pumpkin spice. It's a vibe, man. It's cozy, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of lovers, a lot of a lot of people start dating in the fall. 
You didn't had your your thought summers. Then you want to slow it down a taste and you start dating somebody seriously in the fall. That's when you that's when you're hand holding, you're walking around, you get your little hot beverages. Fall is a good time, man. It's a vibe. Summer is summer is a messy vibe. Spring is spring is legit. Spring is a good time. I like spring. My birthday is in the spring. Spring is a good time. Spring don't want no trouble. Spring just coming in, chill, warm, but not overdoing it. It can take it there, but it's not really going to do that. You know, spring is a good time. It's bright. It's vibrant. You know, birds chirping. Pollen. Huh? Pollen. Pollen. Is, oh, if you got That's, allergies, you ain't yeah. fucking with the spring. Spring here is cool, though. Yeah. I don't really bad. deal too much pollen, but yeah. back in Atlanta, oh, it's pollen oh all day. God. Pollen all day. You can you can go outside the city, you see yellow. It's like mm-hmm. like we L A got smog, yeah. Atlanta got pollen smog. God damn! <laughs> if you got allergies, you're done. That's why. The, what's your favorite season, man? Oh, Think that's about a tough. It. That's it is a tough one. Take it me. in. Uh, I'm thinking fall is LA, the best LA, season of all LA time. L A probably would say fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but out here though, fall is hot. All is hot out here too. It is, it is a little bit warmer than it should be. Yeah, like October, November, it still be fire. Like the fire season is almost at its peak yeah. during that time. The summertime mm-hmm. it be it be hot, but then the fall come in and be like it's hotter. When it gets to its proper fall <laughs> temperament, that's when it's cracking. Yeah, I L.A. seventy five degrees. I think like seventy between like seventy seventy five degrees. That's like perfect temperature. Yeah. So I think I would have to say fall. Mm-hmm. Fall would be the best one. I probably do like how you had yours. Well. For Cali? For Cali, yeah. Summer is just too, it, it can just be too much at times. Summer, there ain't no escape. It's really not. It's ain't all, no and escape. it's always sunny. Always sunny. I know people love that, but no I can't. No cloud I, cover. Nothing. No refuge. No rain for, I don't even check the weather no more. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot and bright. No cloud cover. Like And there's I, no I, trees, so your eyes are just burning. You just <laughs> There's nowhere to run to. And the other day when it did rain, it caught me off guard because I saw clouds I saw in the like, distance. I was like, yo, what? It looked like it was a hurricane. Yeah, I was just like, yo, I was in the gym and I looked out the window. I was like, yo, it's raining. I was excited, but I was just like, I, I yeah, ain't know got this no, was coming. Yeah, ain't no umbrella. You're not prepared because it doesn't rain often, especially Man. not during the summertime. I remember uh, in 2007, that was the year we first moved to Burbank, California. We had been in California for a year prior. Moved to Burbank, California. Uh, in that fall winter, it was mad rain. It rained for like days straight, and I was just like, "I can do this." The rain was a little bit aggressive, but I was like, "Yo, this is what it is in Cali." But apparently, that was an anomaly that that season because it ain't rained like that since. Like for days, it was just raining. It, that only happens like I think we got rain last year around Christmas on Christmas Day. I think it rained. Yeah, and I think it rained like the day after or the night before or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's consecutive rain in Southern California is not common at all. Right. And I do like coming from Atlanta where it rains a lot. Mm-hmm. I do miss the rain at times. I know people can't drive in and people hate the rain. They cannot drive in Cali rain. But I get it because I didn't understand how bad it can get. Yeah. So it's just like it's just rain. Like you ain't never drove in the rain. Some people might not right. have gotten a chance to drive in it. But it's also because since it doesn't rain, it don't clear off the streets. I was leaving Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it rained, and 
it wasn't even raining that much, but the rain brought up all the like oil and stuff from the road and it looked like it was foaming on the side of the road. So that makes it so it's easy for people to slip and slide. Oh. And I was like, okay, I well, see well. the problem now. Cause yeah. that is, yeah, that's pretty scary. It looks like foam. I was like, why does it look soapy on the road? It's the right. oil sliding because it's not meshing with the water. And I was like, okay. Never knew that. Yeah. So the roads out here are just polluted. And, and then when it, it rains, rain a then, lot. Yeah, yeah. Then it rains and it's 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 a nightmare. And you got mud slides. So if it's a fire, then it rains. Now you got you mud, mud slides. Yeah. And I was like, man. Cali be getting towed up, man. Mud slides, earthquakes, fires. It's going down. Uh, everybody got their own little regional bullshittery. Yeah. But don't come to don't come to LA if you got bad allergies or asthma problems. You're not gonna have a good time. Sabrina's favorite is fall. Um Sabrina loves I know Sabrina's birthday is in August, but she is October all day. She's October's very own. She's OVO all day. She should have been born in October. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why her mom didn't keep her in the oven for another couple months before she delivered. Sabrina is Fall McGee. She's the Fall guy. She is Fall. So even though her birthday is in August, he. August is a trash month. I say this all the time. It, it's, it's ranked last. On, when I rank the months, August is last. No disrespect to her birthday. No disrespect to Virgos, but Sabrina was really born in October. That's what that's <laughs> we just, we just going with that. I know I know she, you know, they're gonna argue me down and be like, how you gonna tell me when she was born? How you gonna tell me when I was born? You was born in October. So, you know, and October is one of the best months of all time, all time best months. But this is where we at, man. You can't even ignore the weather. And, then, you know, having a conversation about the weather is so cliche. How's the weather? You know, uh, man, don't do that out here. Man, how, how's the weather? The people man. don't even ask me no more. You know, yeah, sunny, sunny. Hey, man, how's the weather today? Sunny, sunny. I'm tired of the sun, man. I've been disrespecting you all episodes, son, because I'm oh, enough. At least give us some clouds. Come on, man. I love clouds. I, I love a cloudy day. Oh, man. Cloudy days for me. I know people be like, it's just be sad. I need the sun out. Man, give us a cloudy day for a few days. I wish a few days a week, every week, we could get cloudy days. At least give us two a week if you want to be whiny. And the sun... At least give us two cloudy days a week, maximum guaranteed. I love cloudy days, man. My energy is right. I feel good. I feel motivated. I you like can being outside. Go outside. I, you could be outside, be walking, taking it. The breeze feels different. I'm just like, yeah. The vibe, it's a different cinematography when it's cloudy, and I like it. But now nah, people people can't handle one cloudy day. They be whining, they be in their feeling. I'm so sad. Hush. <laughs> Because the, the, the clouds made you sad, man. Look out, man. Sick of this, man. Oh, and uh, Sabrina's grandmother was born in October, so it was very special. So she she's October, man. Look out. Question from uh, Dominosa. Dominosa? Did I say that right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm 26, and I get married on Saturday. Ooh, congrats. That's close. We've been together for 10 years as of today with no kids, so we feel like nothing would be really different. What advice would you give for year one of marriage? I mean, at this point, there's no advice to give. Y'all been together for 10 years. Y'all been together for a decade. I don't I don't know. 
I don't know what's going to change. Are, are they in the chat right now, Sabrina? Because I got to ask some follow-up questions. They high school sweethearts. Man, they 10 years. Oh, so so 10 years in the game. So, all right, they're in here. So 10 years, are y'all living together already? You already living together? I mean, this is this is just all y'all doing is putting it on paper. You putting it on paper now. I mean, how long have y'all been living together? That's why we feel like it won't be different, but people keep saying it will be different. I don't Don't listen to First me. of all, people always gonna people. People always gone people. They can shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I don't know what the difference would be. Y'all already been together for 10 years. Clearly, something is working. Um, what the marriage will do is you you put it on paper, it's legal now. So that comes with different stipulations on, you know, uh rights and all that, and you know, stuff like that now. You're financially joined. You're more of a business now uh, from that standpoint because marriage is a business. I, I know some people disagree with me and, you know, they lead with their romantic feelings, but I don't really look at marriage as pure romance. I, I look at marriage, too, as a business. And, you know, living living together with somebody, there's a, there's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of complications within that outside of, you know, the love element. The attraction, yeah, but, but but can we vibe on a marriage level? It's definitely a business. And you got to know, can I do business with this person long-term in life? And so I think a lot of people try to overshoot that or they don't they don't take it seriously. Like, no, nah, it's, it's about the love. Yeah, that's a component. But the business side of marriage is more key, in my opinion, because... You got to be able to live with this person. You got to be able to coexist with this person. Y'all got to be y'all got to be on the same page financially. You know, I know certain people that 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 can't get on the same page financially, and that's going to be a problem later on down the road. Like, you know, um, you you got to be able to have financial conversations with whoever you're with, and not feel like. Um, like let's say you let's say you married to somebody that's financially irresponsible. That could be a problem later on down the road. Um, and so these are the conversation that that people need to have beforehand, before you lock it down, before you get it legal, and you're with somebody that that can't really pay bills, can't even and and, and it's not about the amount of money you're making, it's how you move with money. You know, some people some people don't take money seriously. Like, you know, uh, you know, it's whatever, you know, this, that, and the third. But that shit is crucial. That shit is absolutely crucial. And these are the, the conversations a lot, a lot of couples need to have. And I'm sure y'all have already had those conversations because, like, like we said, y'all been together 10 years, already living together. So basically now, basically now it's just on paper and now you're just saying husband and wife. <clears throat> And it and it's for real. Uh, from a paperwork standpoint, it it was it was probably already real in your mind anyway. You know what I'm saying? You could call somebody your husband or wife if that's where y'all are mentally and in your heart. 
You could be like, yeah, it's my wife right there. You know what I'm saying? Even though you don't technically have the paperwork, you know, it's, it's a mindset too. So those people are saying everything is going to change. I don't agree. Because y'all already 10 years in, y'all already living together. What's going to change? What's going to, what, let me ask you this. What could possibly change? When they tell you that, in your mind, what do you think could possibly change? Let me know. When they when they tell you that everything's going to change, in your mind, what could possibly change? I'm curious to know. And I hope y'all not getting married because of outside pressure. Like, when are you going to put a ring on it? Yeah. When are you going to put it? And don't let people pressure y'all into marriage, man. When people be telling me to put a ring on Sabrina all the time, I'll be like, shut up. Shut y'all asses up, man. Hush. Because that's everybody's end goal. That's, man. That's how they that's how they pushing it. Put a and ring on it. That's their goal. It. Not everybody want to get married. If you've never been married, your life is just as full as anybody that's been married five times. Marriage does not define your life. It can it can be a huge part of your life, but it doesn't define a person's life. If you've never been married, that does not mean you aren't valued. That does not mean you didn't live a full, beautiful life. That does not mean you have never been loved. It just means what? You're not married. You didn't get married. And you are still a valid, full, fully realized person out here. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you've had a full marriage and the marriage changed your life and it changed everything, that's outstanding too. But don't look at people that have never been married as like failures or discarded or whatever. It's just because look at how many people have been married multiple times. They've been married five, six, seven, threefold, 12 times. What did that, what did those marriages mean in the long run? They they lost value. From the outside looking in, oh, you, you've been married four, five times. Marriage don't even mean nothing to you. You just, you just getting, you marrying everybody. So don't don't get caught up in people's interpretation of what marriage is and what it should be and when you should do it. You work on your own pace. A marriage, a marriage is a union between two people. A marriage is a union between two people. And I know y'all like to lean on religious texts when it applies to your argument. But honestly, and with all due respect, religious texts from back in the day ain't everything. Some of that shit don't fly no more. So, you know, and I know that's going to ruffle some some feathers out here. But listen, that shit don't apply to everybody. It don't fly for everybody. Everybody's not Christian. Everybody's not Muslim. Everybody's not People are living their lives how they want to live it now. Yep. I think people are starting to see more of how marriages work and the realities yeah. of it rather than it being something that is like, I need to have and feeling right. like you don't have your life accomplished by a certain age if you're not married. Right. People are just starting to realize, like, I want to be full and who I am and understand the person that I am before I give a commitment to that because it's not just some... Just not it's not just some simple thing that we've been taught that is like, oh, you know, you meet with somebody, you do all of this and you get married. And it's like, what happens with the fallout from that? We right. we went through a generation where the divorce was, you know, more common than marriages for for the most right. part. So now we see that. We've seen the reality of it in the newer generation of folks. 
are starting to just be like, you know what, I'm going to focus more on myself, which is why people are having kids later. Right. And also why, you know, it, a bunch of other factors into that. But just right. that it's not like his love is dead. It's just more so we're starting to see the reality of what love actually is. And it's not just marriage. Right. It's not just those things that we were taught growing up. It's, it's different. It's way broader than that. Mm-hmm. And we just want to have a better understanding of that in ourselves and in the people we look at and want to, you know, date and all that kind of stuff like that in order, in order for us to be like we're gonna be good for the long run right because if you locked in like that and you stuck around i know we've seen grandparents do it they've been together but they're not really even in love anymore they just no it's just, it's there. just there it's just it's just there this is I, I i made a commitment to this person and now right. I'm, you know i'm with this person but for the past 30 years we ain't really been you know having a good time they could have been unhappy for 30 years but they take pride in saying we never we never got divorced but then but, but look at your soul yeah, you know, you you stayed together, but you know, what I'm saying, how you feeling internally? So it it's all about that, and like you know, you can't just lean on these old ass books. You know, it's so many different nuances now, <clears throat> and so you just gotta be mindful of that and go 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 with what you're feeling and what's working for you and that other person. You know what I'm saying? People always say like, you know. We've been together for a long time. I think we should get married. Well, then, you know, if both if both parties don't want to get married, then don't do it. Because a lot of people get married because the other person wants to get married. So, like, all right, let me let me just go ahead. And, you know, she really wanted to be married. And that, that's not a good thing. Y'all both got to be like, I'm all mm-hmm. in. Let's do it. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? You can't come in with the lopsided. And so... You know, a lot of people be like, well, I wasn't really ready, but she was ready. So I'm going to just go ahead and, you know what I'm saying? And that's not the way to do it, man. Y'all both got to be all in 100% wanting to do it. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people fold under the pressure, whether it be society, family, religion, they they fold under the pressure. And just because y'all are not married, but y'all been together for mad long doesn't mean that, the relationship ain't real. Look at look at Russell, uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. They've been together for mad long, no marriage. But I'm sure you couldn't tell them that what they got ain't been real. You know what I mean? So just don't don't get caught up in that in society's view and pressure of marriage. You know, and stop telling me to put a ring on it because I'm gonna get attitude. Respect people's relationships, man. You know what I'm saying? Hush. You don't know what they got going on. Exactly. And when y'all when y'all say that to certain people, when y'all say, put a ring on it, do this, get somebody pregnant, y'all don't know what people are going through behind closed doors. When y'all say shit like that, shit could be triggering to people. And y'all don't even realize it. Y'all just saying, oh, this, this is what we want for you. They may not want that. Or they might have, they might disagree on that. Now you're, you're ripping the band-aid off wounds or whatever. So be careful about the things you say. Ouch here. You know what I mean? So just watch out. But but going back to the original question though, you know, I think I think y'all, y'all already good. Y'all already solid. Ten years in. <clears throat> so, you know, and don't rush the kids. If y'all ain't ready for the kids, yeah, guess don't. what? <laughs> Wait on them kids. Right. And then uh I wrote I wrote down some stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, let me find it. Oh, so check this out. I wanted to get this off my chest. Um, sex scenes are unnecessary in movies and TV. Oh, and Sabrina added this too. Sabrina said this, and just because you're not married to the person you're with doesn't mean you don't care. Always remember that as well. 
Because, yo, it's a lot of bullshit-ass marriages out here. You you see, I know y'all see the grand gestures on social media and TV. They proposing at the NBA game. They they center court on bended knee. You know what I'm saying? The grand weddings where they even spent thousands of dollars, the bridesmaids, and that whole marriage can be a sham. They cheating on one another. They verbally abusive, toxic, and then they get divorced. You know, two years later, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it, anyway, sex scenes. Sex scenes in TV and movies are unnecessary, and I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them. We don't need to see graphic smash anymore. We just don't. It it serves no purpose to the plot. You could you can allude to people having sex. Yeah, they can they can they can start making out and then they can fall off camera. We get it. We know. We grown. We know they smash. They could be talking about the plot on the next scene like. So how long you been working for the firm? You know what I'm saying? We know they smash, but we don't need to see the pumps and people getting after it and just, yeah, <sighs> we don't need to see the bust off. We don't need to see the, the finished climax. We don't need to see that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah. They just, they, and they don't give you no warning. They don't give you no warning. You're watching the regular show and then they just go, the next scene, whoah. And then people are like, man, what the hell are you watching in there? No, no, it's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, my ass, is Spartacus. You know what I'm saying? I was watching Game of Thrones last night, the House of Dragons or whatever, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be some smash coming. And here we go. She's like, what's wrong? You want me to get some other women in here? Now, mind you, I know we're... Plot-wise, you know, they show that sex scene, and then he's like, they're letting us know that something is on his mind. That's why he couldn't fully invest in the full pumps on how he normally does the pumps. And then she's like, you know, well, maybe this, this, that, and the third. It leads into a conversation. But we don't need the graphic pumps to lead us into this. Enough with the graphic pumps, man. And I don't care if it's heterosexual sex, gay sex. We don't need the graphic smashing. You know what I'm saying? Enough, man. We don't need the graphic smash. Now, mind you, before porn was at our fingertips, give me the graphic smash. Back when, back when I just couldn't get porn on my on my phone at any given time, I'll take the graphics, smash. I don't want I don't want to look like a hypocrite out here. It'd be like, yo, I'd have been all in on that, young Tony. Well, you had to go rent porn. Give me the graphic smash on these shows. I'll take it. But now that now that we could just easily just dip into porn at any given minute of the day, when we watching a regular show, we don't need the graphic smash, man. We don't need the love scenes. We never needed them. We never needed them. The love scene, let me get the ice cube out and rub it on your nipples. And the, Why do we need a full love scene in a regular movie? We never needed it. They on the run from Hitman, and they, they, they crashing at some motel on the side, and then they have a love scene, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they're running for their lives, so they're horny. I get it. And then they just do a full love scene. I'm just like, we don't need this. Allude to it. We don't need the full graphics. I remember that scene in uh, Insecure, season one. 
where uh what's his name? Jay Ellis character was dusting off that girl from the bank. Just giving her the business. I was like, I wasn't ready for the graphics. The, the graphic scene was legit to look at. I was just like, but I wasn't ready. It wasn't necessary. We didn't have to get that graphic, man. Chill, man. And I don't want to. I don't want to look like a tight ass. But you know, Slarita, you know what I'm saying. Look out, man. You disagree, but we don't need them. I just be wondering what it'd be like on set when they doing that. <laughs> man, think about <laughs> like, the actors, man. Yeah, it's be like, bruh. And they be and nowadays this got even more like realistic. Like, like it's That's almost like saying. they actually smashing on camera. Like, yes. I've been hearing about this P Valley shit. I heard about it too. I've been hearing about P Valley, and I'm just like, because they used to get it in on Power. It used to be a sex scene every episode on Power. I'm like, enough. We get it. Even the even the newer Power runoff, the spinoff about Fifty Cent's character. Uh, what's his name? Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan. The main, the main girl in that, getting it in. I'm like, why do we have to see the full get in, man? And for me, I've done a sketch where I had to do a sex scene. And the, the reason I was able to do it and pull it off, I was just like, all right, let me just be silly and just be, you know, um, I just had to create an environment for myself and for everybody involved in that scene to get in a comfortable space where I was just comfortable, even though it wasn't, there was no nudity or anything like that, but still just even simulating sex with a person, it's embarrassing. And so, uh, you know, in that, in that particular sketch or whatever, no, it wasn't even sketch. It was a web series. So we getting it in and the scene is me cheating. The scene is me. I'm with a girl. That's one of the main girls in the show. And she's she's riding on top of me, and then my girl comes home, and she hides in the closet. So it's it's from her it's from her perspective, like yo, I'm the side piece. So she's the side piece, and so she's in the closet. And then the cold part is the funny part is when she's hiding in the closet, me and the girlfriend get it in. So it's just like so now she got to wait in the closet while I'm out here getting it in with the girlfriend. Which has probably happened to some people out there in the community, but but I remember when they when they cast me for it, I was just like, wait, I got to do a sex scene? I don't, I don't know, I don't know about this, man. Like you know, I was just, I was nervous and uncomfortable. I was just like, I got to do a sex scene. You know, I was trying to get out of it. I was trying to get out of it. Like, do y'all really need? Do y'all really need? Uh, to do it like this, you know what I'm saying? I was just, uh, but, but when uh when I did it, and th- this was, I was single at the time, so you know it had been just easy just to do it. But I was I was still uncomfortable. I was just like, man, you know what I'm saying? Can can we uh, you sure, man? Look, man, look out! I was I was I was talking to the writer. I was just like, do I have to do I have to do the sex scene? But it was cool. It turned out cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Had a good vibe with the actress. Super cool. And, you know, it was just it was just acting at the end of the day. But I, I just get uncomfortable when I have to do like a sex scene or any type of intimate scene. Even even a kissing scene. I just be like, I just be uncomfortable, man. Because, you know, it's just because I'm already uncomfortable with PDA anyway. 
to a degree, like, you know, I can smash in front of somebody, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, but we got through it because we were just joking around and it was just good energy created. And the way they shot it, it was just cool. And I was able to crack jokes immediately after it was, it was really comfortable, but, but my mindset going in, I was just like, man, I don't know if I can do this, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk about you feel me. And plus it was easy because I was on the bottom. So I ain't had to do the pumps. That was that was another that was another good thing. I didn't have to I didn't have to simulate the bumps. So that was that was a good thing. Just, I just had to lay there and take it. So that that was a good thing right there. But now I'm just like, man, I just feel like these sex scenes now are just too graphic and too gratuitous for just regular shows. I remember uh I remember watching um Lovecraft Country. And uh, Michael K. Williams' character was about to get it in with a dude, and they just showed him, you know, the, he spit on his hand and then put it on there, and then just like, man, we we to the point where we we spitting on the hand and then just showing us the. I just felt like, yo, we really in here. We we got to see the spit on the hand and then the. Man, I was just like, give, give us a heads up, man. Give us a heads up. Should be graphic. I'll just be like, man, take it easy. Take it easy. All right, what else? Oh, I was I was thinking this uh the other day. Um so in the crib. I don't know if y'all ever had this happen to you, but have y'all ever had just flies come out of nowhere in your crib? I don't mean fruit flies. I mean just regular house flies. Have y'all ever just had them come out of nowhere? Like your door wasn't, it wasn't the door left open. It wasn't the window open. And then all of a sudden, it's just flies in your crib. It's just a, a, a few of them, big, robust flies out of nowhere. And you just be like, where, where the hell y'all come from, man? This happened. This happens to me every so often. I remember one time, the first time it happened to me, I was living in Burbank at the time, and these three big ass flies was just all all of a sudden in the kitchen. Came out of nowhere. It was at night. They had this grayish color with big ass red eyes. They were some weird looking flies, but they was robust. I was like, where the hell y'all come from? I had to go to battle with these flies because they was aggressive and they wanted to be around me and land on everything. And they, they wings was making maximum noise. And I'm just like, where the hell did y'all come from? The door wasn't open. Windows wasn't open. You wasn't around. The, the giant horse flies was in the crib. I was just like, oh, hell no. Nah. I went to war with them goddamn flies. In the middle of the night, whole family was asleep. I was like, man, where the hell y'all come from? And we making eye contact, their eyes was bloodshot. And I was just like, nah, man, we going to war. But I was like, where did they come from? And so what made me say this, the other day, uh, last week, Wednesday, I'm in the crib, and when I go to the main bathroom, it's a, I hear flies in there. When I walk into the bathroom, I hear the wings. I hear zzzz. First of all, I hate that sound. I hate that goddamn sound. 
I hate the sound of wing buzz. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. When you hear it, it just, ugh. I hate that goddamn sound. So it was like, zzz. I was just like, what the hell? Who's in here? I thought it was just one fly. It was five flies in the bathroom out of nowhere. No windows was open in the room. None of that. I'm just like, what the hell is this? Where y'all come from? And I, I kept finding more. And I'm just like, man, what in the Amityville and haberdasheries and hemoglobin is going on here? Flies out of nowhere. So now, you know, I'm a spiritual dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm spiritual McGee now. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to kill the flies. I could have easily took them out. But I wanted to, I wanted to just get them out of there. So I was letting them, I was letting them out of the bathroom and try to lure them elsewhere in the house. Cause in our house, we keep the doors closed. All the doors are closed upstairs. All the doors are closed. So once I let them out the bedroom, all the other doors are closed. So they pretty much just gonna have to go down into downstairs. And then once I get flies downstairs, I can open up the back patio door. And then they'll go to the screen, and then I'll trap them in there, and I'll let them out that way. That's how I normally get rid of flies, if the cats don't get them. Dapper and Midnight can, can catch flies. If they don't catch them, I lure them to the window and then lure them out. But upstairs, I didn't have that option. So it was just like, all right, I got to get y'all out the bathroom, out the bedroom, and then out the door. And so I'm up there, but then it just it was just more and more flies. I was just like, I don't know how many of y'all are in here or up here, but goddamn. And so, and they come out of nowhere. So I get the little vacuum I got. I got I have a cordless vacuum. And so I pull the cordless vacuum out. I got the little hosiery attachment on there. And so I'm vacuuming these flies. And that was tough to do. Let me tell you something. Vacuuming the fly is not easy. So you got to make sure you get them on the window. And you come in slow. See, the key to catching flies is it's not speed all the time. It's coming towards them slow. So when they when they when they land on the screen, you come in slow. I think the slow movement throws them off. They're not sure you're coming in. And so I come in. So I, I was able to vacuum up three flies. And you know, in in my uh, vacuum cleaner, there's a there's a you know a see through reservoir. And I could see them in there getting squirreled around with the fuzz and the cat hair. And so I was able to vacuum up three flies. I let them out. And so, but then there was more downstairs and there was two more upstairs. I was just like, yo, man. So I had to knock a couple out. I knocked a couple out. Then I still had to cook my dinner and it was two flies left. Had to knock their asses out. I don't, I don't even know if they survived. Cause they they was just flying around too much. They was they was trying to land on the food. I was just like, oh hell no, man. So I had to. I got the the kitchen towel and I was knocking their asses loose. So I would I would knock them down and then they'd be on the ground, you know, getting their life together. And then I would vacuum them up and then throw them outside. But I think one of them, I think I think I killed one of them because when I knocked his ass out and then I vacuumed them up. And then I dropped them on the back patio. When I came back this weekend, when I got when I got back Sunday and I was in the back, I saw the fly still laying there. So I was like, damn, man. I I killed him. So I felt bad. You know, because I'll be trying, I'll be trying to let him live, but you got to get your ass out of here, man. Especially when you're in the kitchen. Don't, don't, don't mess with me in the kitchen, man. Don't mess with me in the kitchen. 
Because you 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 got to go immediately. Because once you land on the tofu, then then the the tofu is a wrap. Once you land on the spinach, the greenery, ain't no coming back from that. And I can't have that. I'm cooking, man. The, the meal is vital. I can't have you landing on that. Flies just be landing for no reason. So I was just like, man, I had to, I had to sock them out real quick. I had to sock them out. But I want to know, my question is, where are these flies coming from all of a sudden? Are they, are they hatching in the house is what I want to know. Because there's no way they just came out of the thin blue nothingness of the crib. I'm like, where did you come from? Why is there so many of you in here all of a sudden? Why was there five flies in the main bathroom? Like, this is some real Amityville shit, and I want answers. If I'm living with with spirits and, and, and demons that's bringing the flies, I need to know. I need to know what demons are in the crib. I need to... I need to get the spiritual mediums around. Like, yo, man, who lived here? Who I, I gotta hit, I gotta hit my landlord. Who was in this house before you? What what was on the land before the house was built? Because I know the house is not that old. These are conversations I need to have, but flies are just gonna be coming out of nowhere. I can't have that in Amityville conjuring type shit. That's just not an option. But I will say this also. Yesterday, while I'm shaving my head, shave my head, man, fresh ball, fresh ball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? While I was shaving my head yesterday, there was a spider in the bathroom, right? And I know y'all thinking, y'all probably thinking my house is disgusting at this point. You got flies, you got spiders, you got black widows outside, you living in a goddamn shithole don't do me like that the house is clean but bugs is just gonna be bugs and i i don't use raid i don't use those i don't use bug bug poisoning chemicals you know what i'm saying so don't don't assume that the house is dirty just because we got uh insects up in the crib it's, it's normal to have bugs so there was a spider in the bathroom he was crawling on the uh the tub in the bathroom. And so I see the spider crawling over. I thought it was another fly, but then I looked and I was like, oh, it's a spider. And I was calm again. It's crazy that spiders are calming for me when I see them in the crib. Here's why. Flies are annoying. Flies, they're going to come in. They're going to be making the noise. They're going to be buzzing them wings. Like, I couldn't take no shower until I got the flies out of the bathroom. Like, that, that was just... There was no way I could have taken a shower with active flies in the bathroom because I know they're going to come up in there and then I'm fighting with the spiders. I'm slipping and sliding. I'm butt-ass naked in the tub. Now I done done broke my hip because I was fighting flies in the shower. Now I'm butt-ass naked, vulnerable, hip broke. I got a flight to catch. I didn't want to run that risk. But I know spiders, they be chilling. Even Even if a spider is moving around, they be chilling. They not they not gonna come in making noise. Spiders don't be making noise. Ain't no wing noise. They in there. They roaming around. They not gonna be flying around. You see a spider coming. They not gonna fly on you. They not gonna land on my penis while I'm peeing. A fly might do that. A fly might be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And to them, my penis might look like doo doo. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about what they eat. 
you know, and, and a black penis, they'd be like, man, that's some good doo-doo right there. They looking at my whole package. But to them, they just like, man, you know what I'm saying? Some fresh turds in here. I don't really smell them, but I think that's one. Let me let me land on it. This is what you got to worry about as a man. See, ladies, y'all don't worry about this. But as men, if there's a fly in the bathroom, there's a good chance they can land on your penis thinking it's doo-doo. Black men. This is a joke I told on stage. This, is, this ain't nothing new. But when I see a spider, I'm calm now. I'm just like, yo, ah, it's just a spider. And I go on about shaving my head. I don't know where that spider went. It's probably all up in Sabrina's stuff in the bathroom. It's probably in there somewhere. But it wasn't a black widow. It was just like a regular joint. But it's probably in Sabrina's stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was just over there. She, you know, it's, it, Sabrina, the spider's probably in your stuff. So, you know. Watch out when you get back. Uh, <laughs> but I was calm. I was just like, cool, cool. Spider, you know what I'm saying? There was there was, there was, was no ruffle up. There was no dust up. I know I can take a shower with a spider in the bathroom, and it's not going to try to land on me. It's not going to annoy me. It's not going to make me freak out. Spiders are just chill. They they quiet. You know, they do. They, they messy, though. They are messy. I don't like that. They're disrespectful. Spiders don't clean up after themselves. That's disrespect. So I will say that. They could they could do better jobs at cleaning their shit up. But other than that, spiders are all right with me. Just don't land on me. And, and I'll say this. I will say this with confidence. And I'm going to ask you all this. I'm going to ask my patron saints this, and I want you to answer honestly. Of course you wouldn't eat food that a spider was on. But... If you had to eat food, you had to eat it. There's no, there's no, I won't eat it. A fly or a spider is on your food. And you you shoo it off. Which which would you prefer? A spider or a fly? Landing on, on food that you must eat. There's, there's no option. Spider or a fly. Hands down, spider, man. Hands down, everybody's picking spider. Spider's going crazy in the chat. Amir, what you got, spider? Spider easily. 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 Because one thing I know, a spider is not going to lick the food for one. The fly is going to be like, it's going to do their little thing that they do with their mouths and they're going to be standing on it. And you know, you know what they were standing on earlier. They be standing on some, they be on trash, doo-doo, dead bodies, blood, human juices they just be they be they be hanging around in this spiders just be outside they might be on the same concrete that you walk on they might be on the wall and they might be on their spider web duties so you might get a little bit you might get a little bit of like dirt kernels from the spider but that's really it you know what i'm saying so hell yeah so keep that in mind spiders all day man sabrina told me that so they're saying Harry Styles is the new king of pop. Uh, I know Harry is extremely popular. I know he has branched off from an extremely popular group in One Direction. He is in that blueprint of Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, George Michael, where you branch off from a successful 
group, and then you do your own thing. Oh, Rolling Stone says, oh, the dreaded Rolling Stone. Let me ask y'all this, though. If Harry Styles is not the king of pop, who is currently? Yep, they got, they say, the cover says, Harry Styles, how the new king of pop set the music world aflame. And you say only Michael. They say the new king of pop. So what I assume is they're just talking about now. Because you always got to have a reigning king of, of pop. But we know who the ultimate king is, right? So is Harry Styles currently the new king of pop? So people in the people in my Chatsworth, Bruno Mars, uh, and Beyonce. And does Ariana Grande outsell Harry Bruno Mars the weekend? Hmm. If we if we're talking sheer numbers, if we're talking album sales, if that's what constitutes Sabrina says the title is retired. It's only Michael, and that's what it is, and that's what it's gonna be. But since Michael is not current, because I agree, I feel like, no, Chris Brown is not the king of pop. No. Not even close to the king of pop. I I feel like that title is retired, but the current kings of pop. First of all, I feel like the king can be a woman. I feel like the Kings can be a woman. And so if we looking at if we looking at numbers, sheer impact, we gotta look at Taylor Swift. If we if we looking at if we looking at massive numbers out the gate all the time. Taylor Swift keeps knocking it out the goddamn park repeatedly. Taylor Swift is out here doing crazy numbers. She's doing Beyonce. You could make the argument of Beyonce. You could make the argument of Beyonce. But Taylor Swift be out selling Beyonce. I know y'all. I know y'all don't want to hear. I know, I know it's gonna be triggering. I know, I know what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift is better than Beyonce. I'm just talking about, we talking about the numbers. Adele do too. Adele, Adele don't really feel like pop. She's not pop, but I was. I don't really consider Adele pop. She's not. That's the only reason I'm leaving Adele out of this. Like she don't really. Is Taylor uh, Swift pop though? Uh, they, I think she is. That's the is only it? thing. What 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 could she be? Her music don't it it kind of does, but I feel like they just threw her in there because it's like here. Like I what I, what what is what pop? genre? <laughs> Taylor Swift is definitely pop. She is, and the thing is, Adele is just a 
Adele is a straight-up singer in the vein of Whitney Houston. Adele goes in the vein of Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey for me. They just they just be singing. They not they not overdoing it with the dance routines. And Taylor Swift can't dance like Beyonce. Not at all. She can't dance. That's what like what I guess the thing was like what is because is a pop star essentially because if we're talking about like all right Michael Jackson was the king of pop. Look at all he did. He did everything. And then you are gonna say Harry Styles is the new king of pop? What has he done? Now now here's a, here's the reason why I can't deflate Harry Styles because I know he's doing the numbers. I know he comes, he has the template of the classic pop star. We were in a pop group, just like Michael. Not really a pop group, but we were in a group, we branched off. It's just, it's that same formula. But I don't listen to Harry Styles enough, but I know he does numbers. I don't know if he can dance or anything. I don't know enough of them to shoot it down, is what I'm saying. But I, I just know that when we looking at pop, now Beyonce has it all in the vein of Michael. Beyonce is the closest thing to Michael that we have now in terms of spectacle, numbers, showmanship, uh, the whole shebang. Like when you go see a Beyonce show, that shit, Beyonce is the closest thing we have to Michael Jackson living today. Even though I would argue that Bruno Mars can do it all as well. I feel like Bruno, if you go see Bruno Mars live, I feel like you're going to get a full show. You're going to get powerhouse vocals. You're going to get all of that. Now, the reason, the reason Jan, Janet, again, I said this on Daddy Issues, Bruno ain't got the longevity, but says who? Struggle Beer Bakery? Bruno, Bruno keeps keeps reinventing himself and and winning. Bruno Mars keeps winning with each project. Now, Janet, here's, here's the thing about Janet on why she is overlooked. Janet is simply overlooked because of who her brother was, and that's unfortunate. Janet Jackson doesn't get the props she deserves because her brother is Michael Jackson, who we compare everything to. If Janet Jackson was Janet Montgomery, she would be way more heralded than she is now. And I think that's unfair because she is compared to her actual brother. And so it, so when, when people be stacking the numbers and looking at it like that, they'd be like, yeah, but, you know, your brother, your brother has the, the highest selling album of all time. And it's just like when you when you look at what Janet was able to do with hit singles, videos, the dancing, the showwomanship, she was right there with Michael. But the fact that her brother was indeed Michael Jackson, who we still consider the king of pop, is always going to be like, she's the baby sis. So, so she lost that credibility unfairly because I feel like Janet Jackson is a goddamn powerhouse. But... When I'm looking at numbers, man, the weekend does numbers, but is he dancing like Michael Jackson? We we just gonna take Michael Jackson out of it because we, if we keep throwing Michael in there, then the whole conversation just loses steam. Uh, Taj Jackson, who's uh, I believe what uh, Taj Jackson is Michael's nephew. 
Is he one of the three T boys? Uh, there is no new king of pop. You don't own the title, Rolling Stone, and you didn't earn it. My uncle did. Decades of dedication and sacrifice. The title has been retired. No disrespect to Harry Styles. He's mega talented. Give him his own unique title. Damn. Spoken from the family, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's, that's Taj Jackson on that. But what what kind of title can we come up? Because cause, I mean, Pop is, is Michael pop. Jackson didn't create Pop. No, Pop and Pop is ever changing. Yeah. So, so I, I don't think get, it's I get it, but I, at the same time, it's like I guess it's just when you think of that name, right? You think yeah. of King of Pop and what comes up in that regard, right? And then you'd be like, "Yeah, Michael Jackson. Who who's the King of Pop now?" And then somebody yeah. says Harry Styles, and it's like, and I think that I think that's the the other thing because I think some I saw somebody say like, um, it was just some some BS on Twitter, but somebody was like, "Man, like Bad Bunny got to be like like the new Michael Jackson." I ain't seen somebody put up these numbers in a while, and it was like. But then somebody was like, bro, I can't name a Bad Bunny song. Where it was like Michael Jackson, people knew. Yeah. Like everybody knew. Right. And I think that's the other thing. Like we might know of Harry Styles. I don't know a damn Harry Styles song. Right. I ain't even know who this dude was until like two I years know ago. One. I know one. Same as it was. I know that. I didn't, know, I, so I didn't know that was him. But that's only because it was like people had in the background of their songs or whatever. Yeah. I would have thought that was old. Like yeah, it's, it's, like it's on his uh, latest album. That's the only one I know, but it's a now good song. Now that I know, I know now, nah, but even then I couldn't tell yeah. you the name of the song. <laughs> now the Bad Bunny, now here's the thing about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny hasn't crossed over to us yet in terms of we just only speak English. Yeah. I like, bet the, the numbers Bad Bunny is doing is crazy, but it hasn't crossed over to me because I just don't know, what you know, saying? what's going on. And so, um, but that's the thing. That's what gives Michael the edge. He crossed over to people that, you know. Yeah, all over. But the argument is, you know, most people across the globe know English. He, like, even, well, even it's if, our music. It, you know, the, the thing is, like, as far as media has gone, it's been a thing of America, like, what, what the Americans do. Yeah. And our media is what's the biggest influence as far as like well I won't say influence but as far as like just in general what people know more of pay more attention to is it's our talent it's our people it pushes further rather than right. trying to break into what we into our world mm-hmm. we break out into their world a lot more than it is the other way around now what's was was refreshing about uh bad bunny is that he's doing this all spanish yeah He's doing these numbers in the U.S. all Spanish though. He's not trying to, he's not even trying to cross over. He's not even trying to, you know, blend and merge or give a hybrid or trying to get in the English speaking. He's doing, he's doing numbers on U.S. charts by being completely authentically Spanish, and I. I don't know if we've ever seen this. I don't think we've ever seen numbers like this while being completely and i think it's dope even though even though you know i don't really rotate it like that i'm just like i got a massive amount of respect for it because it's just like yo he's staying in his vein and this shit is selling like goddamn hotcakes repeatedly that's the uh uh that's the uh, the way to go nowadays i feel like it'll catch on but it'll be too late for a lot of artists 
when you start catering to your fans and doing what you want to do and like making music that you like, it resonates with your fans because they want to hear the music that you make instead of trying to play a numbers game. Yep. It's going to work for you every single time, especially right. when you're already big. Just yeah. make the music you want to make. Exactly. And they're going to resonate with they gonna They're going to rock with it. And it's going to, you already have a core audience. Mm-hmm. Stick to it and you're going to be successful. Yep. Like that is, that is the game nowadays. You don't have to be superstar big in order to be successful in music unless you got some terrible record deal. Right. But you got to already be somewhat of a big-ish name to get that kind of record deal anyway. So. Once you start trying to chase the genre, all right, let me let me go after the crossover. People can feel that and just pick up on it. Like, man, nah, you're just trying to go for the, you know what I'm saying? We can feel that, and it's no longer authentic, and then we kind of fade off a little bit, especially if it's not a slam dunk. But when you just stay true to you and your artistic voice and whatever it is, and people just rock with it, and then if it crosses over organically, it hits that much harder because you never even you never even did a compromise on yourself or your style to get that crossover audience. And it, it, it's just hitting harder. And it's just like, yeah, this the, is the move right here. And as far as the King of Pop title, I think... I feel like, and not to disagree or disrespect the Jackson family at all, but I feel like you can always have reigning kings and queens of a particular genre of music. It just changes with the time. Like uh, the king of rap, you know, at one at one point it was Run DMC and them, but it, it changes over time. Like you know, there's a different king in hip hop. There's a different, and you just you just keep handing the crown over, you know, in the moment. And then you can compare the Kings later on, you know, when you compare their body of work, then then you can have arguments, all right, who who was the longest reigning King of this, this, that, and the third? But to just say one person has the title and then that's it, that's like saying James Brown is it when it comes to soul. The Godfather of soul or whatever, it's like, all right, nobody nobody else can do this soul shit. But, but then you'd be like, well, who else was... Who else was doing soul on a high level that that was reigning supreme, you know, other than James Brown or like, you know, the queen of soul, Aretha Franklin or, you know, stuff like that. So I, I get what they're saying in terms of that that label was for Michael Jackson. But at the same time, it's like, um, you know, who who's the reigning champ right now? It's just like boxing or like with sports. You know, just, who's the current one? Who's, who's the, the current... current King. If they put current in there, and then did they say current? The new. Oh, they said the new. I don't know. It's just like the sexiest man alive on People magazine, man. It changes every every I don't know how often they do the, the issue, but you know, anyway. But we've been we've been rambling long enough, man. Let's get the hell up out of here. Um Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Verbal Cardio. I want to thank my patron saints for being in here. You know what I'm saying? Chiming in, chopping it up, holding us down, holding the porch down. Um, good conversations, good vibes. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all was drinking water while y'all was listening to this and watching it. Um, the next episode will be, you know, recorded next Tuesday, drops next Wednesday. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Right now I'm about to record another episode of Gross Point Bake. I'm going to do the the top grossing sports dramas, 1970 on up. Uh, make sure y'all tune into that and check out my movie Revisits. It's a new uh, YouTube show. It's just me revisiting old movies 
and talking about them. Uh, right now, I got the Karate Kid from 1984 and the Karate Kid 2. You can check out those videos right now on my YouTube page. Um, if you're listening to this episode, we'll be in Boston this Sunday, one night only, one show at the Wilbur Theater. Um, also, Saturday, September 10th, we'll be at the Hartford Funny Bone. Uh, two shows, one night only. Two shows, one night only on that Saturday. Assemble your crew. Please, please, please. Whenever I'm coming to your city, get your tickets early. Get your tickets early just so I have a better gauge on what's going on and what to expect. And if I need to do promo even harder, let me know. Um, Anyway, um, in the comments section, let me know who you think the current king or queen of pop is right now. And just let me know what you think about the whole title of that, too. And let me know what you'd rather have on your sandwich. A spider or a fly. Let me know, man. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.